Hello. <clears throat> this is the first episode of the We Are Doing Something Wrong podcast. So what this is going to be is a podcast that will overview recent nutritional studies, talk about things that, well, I think our society is doing wrong. Things like diet, depression is a massive problem, obesity, heart disease, things that are associated with diet, mental illness, things that are rampant in today's society. And this episode is just going to be my story. So, this all begins for me. I'm currently 20 years old. So this begins when I was 17. My senior year of high school, the very end. I remember one day, I just, I ate a burger. And I felt sick a few hours later. I felt sick to my stomach. And I didn't know why. I didn't know, I didn't vomit or anything. And I went to the bathroom. I was pale. I didn't look good. Went away. A few days later, I had a bagel. And the same thing happened. I was pale. I looked sick. And then I started losing weight. I noticed I was skinny. And I'm a skinny guy. So, for me to start losing weight without trying to was scary. And I this this feeling of just sickness went on. For, for for weeks. And, and then I told my parents, there's something wrong. I'm, I'm, I don't feel like I'm digesting the food I'm eating. I feel like I'm starving. And all I was eating was carbs. And I would go to the bathroom and my stool would float. Like it was malabsorbed. So, we went to a few doctors was, oh, IBS, it was IBS. IBS, that's what, that was what thrown out, thrown at me, IBS. But I was shedding my weight by the week. You know, I started at 135 at the time. And then in a month, I was 117 pounds. And I looked like garbage. I was, my face had no meat on it. It was horrible. I was, I was scared to look at myself in the mirror when I took my shirt off. So... We then went to another gastroenterologist. He said, we're going to run this test. It's a breath a breath test. I did the SIBO test. That was negative. And then we're going to run a, a sucrose intolerance test. Sucrase. So we're on the test. Comes back positive. I have a genetic disease called CSID. It stands for congenitive sucrase isomaltase deficiency. So what that basically means is I lack or I have a decreased amount of the sucrase enzyme in my small intestine. So when I was eating things that are broken down into sugar, I wasn't absorbing them. So pretty much all starch, I was just, I would get sick after I ate it. So that's why I lost all the weight. I wasn't, I wasn't absorbing what I was eating. Ooh, what's that? And, and then it was the road to how can I feel better? So when you're 17 and you get told you can't eat 
carbs anymore. It's upsetting. You know, you feel sad. Like, what is it? Everyone needs carbs. That's what you're supposed to eat. Look at the the food pyramid. The biggest one is carbs. So you're supposed to eat grains. That's what everyone's supposed to eat. What do you mean I can't eat that? How am I going to survive? How am I going to live without grains? But I started to eat a very low-carb lifestyle. And I started to feel so much better. I was putting weight back on. I'm now around 142. I'm still small, but not 117 pounds. So, once I started eating like that, I started to feel a lot better. I still have, I, I do I do have IBS, I think, but I started to feel a lot better. And, um, I was still upset, though. I can't eat carbs. Like, this can't be healthy to not eat carbs. And then I really started to, to dig. I really started digging. And I found all of the the controversy and the misinformation and the studies around carbohydrates. You find those keto people who are like, they're bad, you shouldn't eat them. And then you find people like doctors and, and gastroenterologists and dietitians saying, you know, carbs are good. Meat is bad. So I was so confused. Like, what's the truth? What is bad? And if they can't, someone's not telling the truth, whether it's dietitians or it's the people on YouTube. Someone's lying. I mean, they might not know they're lying, but somebody isn't telling the truth. So then I started looking at the studies myself. I started reading books. I started to really educate myself. And I started to experiment with my with my own diet, how my brain would feel after I ate certain things and I thought about it. And then it hit me. I was working at a pool, my local pool, and I was on top of the slide. And I looked out at the whole pool, and everyone in the pool was overweight. And I was like, wow, there's a real problem. There's a real problem. Why is everyone big? If they're supposed to be following what their doctors are telling them, you know, about carbs, you know, eat the carbs, they're good for you. Why are they all overweight? It makes no sense. So what if the dietitians the science and the science that they base their facts on is, is dated and it's old and this isn't right. That it's all they're all getting fed misinformation, they don't even know it. They're following the food pyramid. But what if it's wrong? It's the only thing that makes sense. Why else is everyone so big? Why else does everyone have hypertension? Why else does everyone have diabetes? It's because the carbs have to be, the carbs and the sugar have to be a problem. They have to, or else everyone wouldn't be so, so big. So I realized that 
summer of 2019. I was like, holy shit. Wow. And, and then I just started living this lifestyle of, of really digging deep and thinking before I ate stuff. And then I found out about omega-6 fats versus omega-3s. And I just, I just had such a passion for it. Such a passion for nutrition and eating the proper way, or what I believe is the proper way. And then I, uh, I switched my major in college to nutrition. I was in class and they were teaching all this stuff about saturated fat being bad. But nothing really about trans fats, the actual bad fat. Saying that meat is bad, but grass-fed beef is some of the most nutrient-dense things you can eat. It's, it's incredible for us. But I'm being taught in school that I'm paying for that it's bad. You shouldn't eat meat. It's wrong. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. It's all so dated. It's incredibly dated. It's all, it's, it's, it lags 10 years behind. It lags 10 years behind. So I was sitting in class, like, what the fuck? What are they talking about? That this isn't right? I was, I was, I was forced to answer questions incorrectly. I was literally forced. I had no choice. So then, there was one night where I was driving to meet with some friends, and I remember turning my head to the left, and I felt a little bit of pressure under the right side of my jaw, and I put my hand there, and I pressed against it, and it felt a little, a lump, it felt a lump, that is no pain so I kind of forgot about it for a few months and then it got I noticed it was a few months later I noticed it again I was like oh I forgot about that. that's still there it's weird probably a gland but I'll go get it checked out so I went to my primary care doctor they ordered a chest x-ray which picked up nothing I don't know why he ordered a chest x-ray instead of an MRI on my neck, but then I got blood work done, found nothing. Then I went to a ENT. They took a biopsy and they did a CT scan. And the biopsy said it was a gland, but the CT scan said it was a tumor. Now, with a CT scan, you can't exactly tell. It's hard to see if a tumor is benign or malignant. So my my doctor called me, told me that news that, that it looked like I had a tumor, and we didn't know exactly what it was. And I was scheduled for an MRI in three days. So those three days from my CT scan to my MRI were the three longest days of my entire life. Easily the three longest days of my entire life. I sat in my room and stared at my wall for, for 72 hours. I did not sleep one bit. So 
it's time for the MRI. Going for the MRI, we get we get great news. It was a benign tumor. So the vagus nerve is a nerve that travels from your brain, pretty much your spinal cord, to the side of it, to I believe your midsection. And it's a it's a very important nerve, important for a lot of things. Digestion even produces enzymes, helps with enzyme production. And I had a schwannoma wrapped around that nerve. It's called a vagal schwannoma. And I needed to get it taken out surgically. But the problem was you can't remove all of it or else you would damage the nerve. So there was a good chance that I was going to get nerve damage that day and I could have had a droopy eye or some other problems associated with it. And um, they said I likely had it my whole life. So before everyone runs and says, oh, he ate he got a tumor. He eats low carb, he eats a lot of meat, he got a tumor, proves the meat's bad. They said I probably had it my entire life. It was It was about the size of a golf ball. And they grow very slowly, so that could not have happened in, in the few months that I ate low carb um, for that. So it was time for surgery. Now this is this is January of 2020. So we scheduled my surgery for March 12th, 2020. So it was a long few months from uh, January to March, long, long few months, uh, a, lot of, a lot of crying, a lot of anxiety, and so, but eventually it, it comes, and I'm, I, I'm admitted to a hospital in New York City, I'm from New York, and I'm in New York City, March 12th of 2020, days before we go into lockdown days and I was in this hospital for three days and COVID was just getting talked about my first day there there was I think 13 cases in that hospital I asked the nurses so it's crazy to think about but so I have my angiogram uh, which was kind of crazy. I got super high. And I was awake. And it was a two-hour procedure, and it might have went by in 15 minutes for me. It was crazy. So then it's my real operation. Operation goes by. I wake up. It went very well. They were able to move a ton of it. No nerve damage. I got lucky. So I still have some in there right now as we speak. But it's not nearly as big as it was so the surgery went well well thankfully not wood. and I'm, I'm i'm able to go home two days later and on my way home new york city goes into lockdown on my way home so if i left the hospital or if I tried to leave the hospital a few hours later, I would have been stuck there. Or if 
I scheduled my surgery for two days later, I would have been stuck there. Or my surgery would have been pushed back like three months. But on my way home, the country went into lockdown. It's pretty crazy. But it, it ended up working out for me. So that surgery, that tumor, it gave me such a gift of appreciation. It, it really, it really changed my perspective on my entire life. Like my stomach problems gave me the knowledge of nutrition and health. I really learned a lot. And then my tumor gave me the gift of perspective. It gave me the ability to look at things in a bigger picture. It, it was it was such a good thing that happened to me looking back at it. I, I really believe everything happens for a reason. And that was was my reason for that. It was to get perspective on life that I didn't have previously. Before that surgery, I was just an arrogant high school asshole. And then I had that, and I was like, wow, like I'm, I'm so lucky to be here. I'm so thankful to be here. I don't, nobody owes me anything. I'm just here, and it's incredible. I remember walking out of the hospital so happy to be alive. I was like, wow, I'm, I'm living. You know, I could have got a very different phone call that day that my doctor called me, and I realized that after surgery. I realized how lucky I was. And my doctor could have gave me really bad news. Really bad news. And thankfully, still, it wasn't great news, but it was much, be much better than it could have been. And my life changed from that point on, me leaving the hospital. My perspective on life completely changed. It changed everything about me. It changed my personality. It changed everything. It changed my outlook. I'm so thankful. For that experience because if I if, if that didn't happen to me I would still be an arrogant um, kid who's full of himself who doesn't understand things not that I have it all figured out now but I think I have a good outlook on life it's just 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 appreciated so I get home from surgery time for recovery um, it ends up, COVID actually worked out pretty well because I was bedridden and I didn't miss anything because I was bedridden from surgery. And I had, a, I saw a massive scar on my neck. It goes from below my ear to around the middle of my throat on the right side of my neck. So I recover and, and here we are. I mean, my surgery was a little over a year ago. It's it's now September twenty twenty one. My surgery is March twenty twenty. And I've I've had follow ups follow ups with my my surgeon about the growth rate. And it's slow. It's really slow, which is great. Um, I think part of that is diet related. I think if I was eating a diet really high in carbs and sugar, the growth rate might be a little a little faster. But I'm not eating I don't even really go near that stuff. I have honey every night. That's it. Uh, half a teaspoon. But uh, get that. That's that's my story. 
So that's why I have a passion for nutrition. That's why I have good outlook on life. And that doesn't give me any qualifications to be giving any advice. People should follow to a T. But I think my perspective is an interesting one on nutrition, on everything else. Which is why I'm starting this. So that's gonna it's gonna be it for for this episode. Thank you so much. Hopefully you tuned in and enjoyed.